What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 104 of The Locker Room. We've got a great episode today with Shlomo Levenger, the very popular magician. Talked to him for about an hour and 15 minutes, so it's a long one, so prepare yourselves. We're not going to take up too much of your time in the intro, but I'm joined with Brett Hamfling and Justin Kappelmaster. Brett had a pretty eventful day at the MLB office or headquarters. I, I don't know what yeah, exactly it was, like but I'll kick it over to you first. You talk about it first, Brett. So, so yeah, I had a fun day. So um, for those who don't know, MLB is in a lockout because the owners and the players, this happens every couple of years, but they just, you know, they can't come to an agreement on whatever it is. I don't even know exactly what it is. So the seasons, the first two weeks of the, or the first week of the season is already canceled. So there was a protest led by Frank Fleming from Barstool. If you guys know him, he is a colorful character to say mm-hmm. the least. Um, so he marched from the Barstool offices to the headquarters on 6th Avenue. And I saw on Twitter this was happening. So listen, I work from home. So I went up there. And Frank is, first of all, he has picket signs. He's screaming, Rob Man Fraud instead of Man Fred, which he was so delighted by that pun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he must have said Man Fraud 200 times. You know, he's saying he doesn't like baseball. He's saying Rob Manfred eats hot dogs with ketchup. So um, do I. Yep, same. So, I mean, do you know is what that not normal? That? Like true hot dog people and like people in Chicago say you should only have them with mustard. I do but, ketchup um, and mustard. I do. I do both. My dad, like my dad, like kills me every time I put. Ketchup Bro, I on said him. no cursing. <laughs> well, all right, sorry, Shlomo. That's my one. I promise. <laughs> so you know, it, it wasn't that big of a protest, like because you know it, it was just sort of he just sort of put it out on Twitter, and you know he had a crowd, but it was more the the Frank show. Then a protest. I got so much good footage of him. I was tweeting it, Instagram, TikTok, the whole thing. Got my content worth. It's not going to make a difference. Actually, he ends up getting arrested. Um, he got put really? in handcuffs right after I left. I was there for so long. Right after I left, he got put in handcuffs. He didn't get for taken what? downtown. Disturbing the peace or something. I don't know. Like we, it was definitely making a scene. How um, many people were there? It couldn't be more. It couldn't be more than a hundred people. Definitely not more than hundred people. So yeah. when I got there, there were like five. Mm. I was like first one there. It was like me and Frank and a couple of guys <laughs> from Barstool. And then like, so it's right outside like a populated area. It's like 51st and 6th. So like- it's right across like, from Radio like, City, right? Yeah. So people like hear a commotion, they would come over. And like at the height of it, maybe there were 40, 50 people. Um, but there's only so much you could say. Like, mm. you know, there's only so many times you could say Rob Manfred hates baseball. So- Probably didn't make, do anything, but it made the social rounds and it was a lot of fun. I Yeah, I, I don't really follow baseball very closely, so I know it's like a collective bargaining agreement, but I'm not really sure how to – like, obviously, it always comes down to the uh, the owners being a little greedy, it seems, right? You know, it's kind of uh, – I don't even know. It's probably both sides being greedy. Like, you, you, baseball is not popular enough at this point to afford to lose, like, any more fans. So, yeah. you know, they already lost two series. If they lose a month, you know, they're going to start losing fans, and – you know, I like baseball. I'm not obsessed with it anymore. And, you know, I just think they, they're they dropping the ball here. Yeah. Definitely I sucks even, to see. I didn't, even, I didn't even know the baseball was in a lockout till like, yesterday. I had no idea. Um, but I guess it's pretty bad. But, oh, look. <laughs> so I'm doing the podcast in the car right now. And uh, Laz's buddy, Griff, just walked by. Gave me a hello. So no shout way. out to Griff. That's yeah. funny. I was going to say, so, Johnny, we saw you were in a little newspaper called the New York Post. Yes. Um, I don't even know what happened with that. I don't even know if you 
knew what happened at first, but I'm sure now, you know, so tell us what happened. I still don't really know what happened, to be honest. I think the New York Post <laughs> is a partnership with the Action Network and I, I write, um, you know, NHL content for the Action Network and for covers now. Um, I started with covers last week, but I've been doing the Action Network all year or all season, I should say, for the NHL. And I think it was like two Fridays ago, I get a random text from Kenny Albert, who's like become a friend of ours, like through the show and stuff. And, and Kenny and I have, have talked and connected, like just the Rangers and Knicks and going to games and stuff. But at like four o'clock in the afternoon on Friday, Kenny texts me, congrats on the article. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I, like, you know, what article? And he was like, New York Post. And I was like, what? Like, what do you mean the New York Post? Like, I didn't, like, I didn't do anything. Like, no one wrote about me. And I, you know, I just typed in my name in New York Post. And then there I saw it. There and I, I my Action Network article was posted in the New York Post, and it was uh, the Carolina Hurricanes were home against, I forgot which team, but they won. And then the New York Post posted my article the next day as well. So it was two days in a row that the New York Post posted my article, which is really cool because, you know, I never really thought of myself as a writer. I, I definitely, you know, have written blog posts in the past and stuff, but, you know, I, I do enjoy storytelling. It's something that I just like kind of not necessarily became like really good at, but I'm definitely like learning at it and growing at it. Um, but writing has become a lot of fun and to have a, an article posted in the New York Post, I think is just really cool. And, you know, obviously it was a, a huge honor too, but I want to tell a story about my first article for covers also, because I've been talking to them for about a month now about doing NHL writing. And um, my first pick, I was so excited for it. I took the Kings money line against the Bruins the other night and the Bruins beat the Kings seven, nothing. So that was my, <laughs> my first article for, uh, for covers. And it, it just had no chance. So um, I mean, listen, like it happens. You no. Know, it happens. Like you're not an expert. Even the people mm. who are experts, probably half of them are under 50%. I mean, seven, nothing is hilarious. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's just so funny. Like it, it just couldn't have gotten worse. I feel like that's perfect though for your first cover. Like uh, not, not perfect, but from a sense of like, you're just going to get about people, which and you kind of like it on social media you like want to encourage it i don't mind it like well when it's warranted you know like i put a confident pick out there like i backed it up with facts and then they lose seven nothing so like i'm you know i'm warranted for people to to have their fun with me which is fine but actually something i didn't even mention i got more crap for uh you know me and my dad we like to eat our spaghetti with butter and ketchup sometimes with our chicken parm And I posted a picture of it and got absolutely ratioed on, on Twitter. That was the first time it's ever happened. I mean, it's you gross. I mean, Cap, Cap is a food guy. I let him go. But it's no, no, you deserve it. I saw that and I was just like thinking to myself, like, what the f- is going on? I How many times did you curse, man? It's like the fifth time. <laughs> Give you a warning. Just take me out, honestly. Just take me out <laughs> at that point. But what are you doing? What is your dad doing? Like, come on. It's dad. really good. You guys should try it. Butter and ketchup is honestly like an, an insane combo. If you have a spaghetti on the side with like chicken parm, if you mix it all together, it's really good. Dude, What's your no. defense? Like people who tell me that are like, okay, tomato sauce is, t- you know, ketchup or tomatoes. I get it. But like, I just, ugh. I don't really have a defense. I just love ketchup and butter is good with anything. Wait. Wasn't your caption something like, wasn't it like Jewish? What was your caption? No, but a lot of people said that it was a Jewish thing, but I I didn't know. I didn't really know that. Uh, My caption was just like, my caption was like spaghetti with butter and ketchup. Who else? Yeah. (laughs) I didn't like say it was a Jewish thing. Well, no, people were commenting that, that it was a Jewish thing. I didn't know that, but apparently it is. That's definitely where you got it. I guess like the the Jews just love ketchup. I think that's a thing maybe. So like, I don't know. Is that a thing? I like ketchup. I I guess. I love, I mean, I put ketchup on everything. You guys know I, I like a locker with ketchup too. Like ketchup's my thing. So I don't know, but yeah, I got, I got ripped on pretty, pretty hard for that. As deserved on another note to rip on you a little bit more. <laughs> so, so you wrote in the group text, you're getting let's, a haircut for the first time on here. 
Yeah. You're getting a haircut for the first time in a while. What should I do? I want to go crazy. Maybe I'll go mullet. Maybe I'll shave the whole thing. You know, I'm single. I'm feeling frisky. I'm looking at you right now. I don't even, I wouldn't have even known you got a haircut. It's luscious, right? I, well, sure. <laughs> it's what it was last week. No, I just got, I ended up getting like trim, but I asked for like, so I, I said, can you like kind of give me a mullet without like shaving my head? And that's, and then I, anyone who saw the picture on Twitter, I mean, the comb over was just terrible. It was, it was a really bad haircut that. when I walked out, but after I showered, everything looked pretty normal. But yeah, I just got, I got a trim. I like to keep my hair long in the winter because I wear a hat almost every day when it's cold out. So I wanted to keep it a little long. Can you take the headband off for a second? Yeah, I can. I don't even really know what you look like. <laughs> I mean, we've, never, we've never met in person, which is still crazy. I said I couldn't pick you out of a line, which I was obviously joking, but yeah. I think I my hair looks really good, actually. I'm really happy. It does. I, it looks better really without a headband. It. Take the headband off. Oh, no, I like the headband. Well, headband? not everyone does. I like it. I'm putting it back on. But yeah, no, I, I, I'm a big long hair guy in, in the winter and then short hair in the summer. But it's funny, like my friends were making fun of me too because they're all like, dude, we're turning 26 years old. Everyone just like has their hair now. Like, I feel like your hairstyle is just constantly changing, which I think is like nice. I like to have a different look for the different seasons, you know? Yeah, sure. I guess <laughs> I'm, I'm in that boat of like pretty much the same hair my whole life. I also like can't really, cause I have this cowlick. I don't even know if you know, but I'm putting my head Oh, down. I see that. Yeah. Like a swirl in the front of my head. I, I, have, a, so, I have another friend who has one of those. Yeah. It limits me. But, so you um, can't really grow it out. It's funny, Cappy won't say a word now because I call him out of the cursing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so scared to curse, but no, no, no. I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening about all the lovely hair advice. I mean, oh my God. <laughs> it's impossible with you, man. It's impossible. No, it's not. I'm doing it on purpose at this point. No, but Johnny was chirping my beard before. Like, come on. Your now. beard's always changing. That's true. Your hair is the same, but your beard's always I, different. I can't even see your beard because you're in a dark, dark. I can, I can, like, see, it looks like you're in a cave. I can just see, like, your eyes. <laughs> well, I have the black pea coat on and stuff like that, but it's so different. Like when I have my beard, like when it's this full and I shave it, cause like I never really keep like it scruffy, but when I shave it clean, especially when I'm in like a cold environment, like I'm up here in Indiana right now, it's so like, it's such a difference. Like the breeze, like on your face, like mm -hmm. that's why having the beard's nice. But at the same time, it's annoying from a standpoint, like when I'm playing in net and I got this beard and I'm, I'm sweating. It's like, it's just, it's, it's such a pain sometimes. Yeah. Like it's just like tripping. I got. I can need like one of those like hair nets for my beards of like when I'm playing hockey. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brad, I know you want to talk about your barber. No, so like, so yeah, I got a haircut today, and I have a barber right across the street from me, and he's good. He's, he's he knows hair. He knows how to cut hair, but he is so comfortable with you and everyone in the shop. He's just having fun. These are the things he did all during my haircut, not before or after. He jewels, which whatever. <laughs> he takes a FaceTime. <laughs> puts his airpods in and talks oh i, I hate that he's cutting but he takes a break he talks he goes outside to either smoke a jewel or this is all why you're getting your haircut while i'm getting my haircut <laughs> he went to the bathroom <laughs> no way <laughs> he went to the bathroom he texts and it seems ridiculous and it is but at the same time like he's, he's right across the street from me he gives a good haircut he just like likes to have fun like also, there's people waiting, like, yeah, <laughs> because he's it's only sometimes it's only him in the barbershop. So there's people waiting. It's not even like he has all day. It's it's completely ridiculous. Wait, Brett, you're no, actually I, I, to I totally forgot, Brett. Um, the guy sitting in the chair in front of me before my haircut, you're going to die this. So I, I, I knew this guy looked familiar and, you know, I didn't I didn't say anything. They were talking about hockey. I, I should have like said like, oh, I played hockey, you know, whatever. But, um, you know, when I got in the chair, my barber goes, do you know who that was? And I was like, who? Because he looked familiar. He goes, that was Alan Hahn. I was like, no way. 
Really? Alan Hahn was in the chair before me. I had, like I like I, I knew he was there, but I could at uh I got my haircut in in Woodbury, like right near his house. Does he, he live out there? I I mean I guess. Um, but I thought that was like so weird. I was like I knew this guy looked familiar. I should have said something. But I didn't, but I know you'd appreciate that. Well, I uh when I was when I was in Roslyn over COVID and when I was getting a haircut, Schefter was in front of me. Oh, uh, that's cool. Um, friends of the pod, and mm-hmm. it was right. It was right during either free agency or the trade. Was, I think it was free agency. So he was working on his phone the entire mm. and he actually put out like a breaking news tweet. Well, um, you should have tweeted behind the scenes. I did. I took a picture <laughs> of him and I said, he just, I, you know, I quote tweeted his. And I yeah. said, he just tweeted this while he was in the barber. Um, and I was trying to get, uh, uh, you know, a scoop on, on Daniel Jones from him. Mm. But um, that's my, that's my, uh, just to up your Alan Hahn. Yeah. Well, no, well, back <laughs> to your, back to your barber story. When I'm in the chair, like I, I like talking to the barber and you know, uh, it's, it's nice to, it's nice to have those conversations, but I, I, I hate being in that chair for more than like 30 minutes. I'm not in there for more than 30 minutes. Yeah. Even if he's FaceTiming. It sounds it like you're be, there for three hours. No, it's probably 25 minutes. I mean, I have easy hair. It's probably 25 minutes with, with a five minute FaceTime in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I would have lost my mind. I would have absolutely lost my mind if I was in that chair and the guy was walking around doing his <laughs> whole thing, going outside, smoking a jewel. like, I've I've 100% been there when like a guy like takes a phone call or does something like that. But Ben, you sound it sounds to me like this guy was gone for a, a straight five minutes. But I think um, the phone call is normal. Yeah, phone call is normal. Phone yeah. call is warranted. Phone call. Um, the phone call they might actually set up. That, that's a bar with them. They set set up. Up. Like, call <laughs> Give themselves a break. Yeah, they got somebody calling at the exact same time every day. Do you guys have those um those barber shops where it's like half barber shop, half bar in the place? Do you have those in no. New York yet? Have you no. seen those? No, I mean they have. They, they might have like a bottle to give you something, but I've never seen anyone have any of it. That's so cool. cool. There's a, pl- yeah. there's a place up here. I haven't gone yet. I tried to make a reservation actually. And they're like, yeah, we're booked up till next week. And I was like, what? They're like, <laughs> it's cool. literally like a, a bar and slash like, so you could have like a beer and a, a haircut. I was like, that's a cool, pretty good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. I like that. Johnny, yeah. do you have storage for this? I hope so, but I think we should wrap it up pretty soon. Cause okay. last time we interviewed Shlomo, I lost the entire interview. So um, I mean, I don't have anything else. Do you guys have anything else to talk about before we send it over? No, just no, the um, magic is really cool. And Shlomo is a really good magician and he's performing for athletes and celebrities. So he's really cool. He's someone to watch on social media. And I feel like he's, you know, he's starting to blow up, but I feel like he's going to get even bigger. Yeah, definitely a, a different interview from, from ones we've done in the past. I mean, we haven't talked to anyone in regards to magic. So this is, this is really cool and really different, but um, a lot of fun talking to Shlomo. We're going to send it over to Shlomo Levenger right now. Hope you guys enjoy it. Very happy to welcome back because we got to be honest here. We had a great recording with Shlomo last week, and unfortunately, too much room or too much storage on the computer, and the whole interview got lost, and we're really upset about it. But we're back now, a week later. This guy grew up in Queens, New York, and has performed his incredible illusions all over the world. You've seen him on social media. You've seen him on TikTok. You've seen him on Instagram doing his tricks with athletes like Alex Bregman, Mike Trout, all different kinds of celebrities. We're pumped that he's back here. And we got to do him justice because the interview was literally the best interview we've done of all time. And now we're back doing it again. But I'm going to let him introduce himself. Shlomo Levenger. Shlomo, 
Good to have you back. Yeah. Sorry again. Thank, first of all, <laughs> thanks for having me back. Second of all, I think just your computer just couldn't handle how good the interview was. So yeah. That's why the magic. I had to redo it. So that's why, yeah, I couldn't handle it. Um, <laughs> but yes, my name is Shlomo Levenger. Uh, I'm 24 years old and I'm a magician. Uh, I'm from Queens, New York. Grew up there, still live there. And uh, yeah, my full-time job is a magician, as crazy as that sounds. So I just travel around performing my my magic all over the place, all over the world, all over the country, athletes, celebrities, you name it. So yeah, I, uh, I'm actually an Orthodox Jew as well. So talked about the last time a little bit and we'll get into it. But, um, I think, yeah, I think we came down with that. I'm the first, like, or maybe second Orthodox Jew you guys have ever had. So I'm honored to be here and, uh, yeah, you guys are great. I believe it's the first. We'll go with the first, unless we'll go with that. I like that. We'll we'll, we'll check the archives, but we we didn't since last <laughs> time we met. So Shlomo, so we had we had an awesome interview, but Johnny and I, the geniuses we are, I realized after the interview we didn't even really ask. We asked, you know, when you started like in magic, which I think you said fourteen or fifteen. We yeah. didn't even a- ask like how you got so good. Like what was the process? Like were you practicing every day? Like what was the journey like? You know, to get you from interested in magic to being awesome at magic yeah so like i said i started when i was 14 so that's about 10 11 years ago right now uh, at this point and um the way that i actually got good was by me having an ego and always thinking i was good so mm-hmm. <laughs> when i started out i obviously wasn't as good as i am now but i thought i was good so i was like all right i'm good at this like let me keep doing it and then um just yeah just practicing um hours a day but like I'm, I'm, I'm a huge, I'm a huge sports fan as well. So I used to practice while watching games. Like if I was watching a baseball game, it's a couple hours long. I'll be practicing while I was watching the game or if I was in the car, uh, you know, I would always be practicing moves and stuff. And at night, my mom, she can never watch another magic trick ever again. Cause she's seen <laughs> thousands of tricks. Um, and yeah, my friends as well, like in school, I was always going around showing people magic. So I think that, just that consistent like hustle really uh, took it from like just as a hobby to something that was more legit for sure. So the way you like hear and see stories like Steph Curry was taking like a thousand free throws a day in his driveway. That was free throws a day in his driveway. That was you just pulling out, <laughs> pulling out cards, doing your sleight of hand. Right? Yeah. And I think part of it is also the fact that I really enjoy it. So like, it's not, it wasn't just, it wasn't hard for me to do. Like I wasn't hard for me to, you know, I, I would say like, there are people who have hobbies or let's say their parents force them to play music or force them to do whatever that they don't necessarily enjoy it. So they don't, they're doing it kind of just to do it and just to see if they can get good at it. I think when you enjoy something and then you want to put in the work, you want to have that repetition. So I think that's also kind of important. Were you the kind of kid in high school that would like try to not necessarily show off around your friends, but like once you got really good and really comfortable at it, were you, you know, like if it was me, I'd be walking around the hallways just like messing with kids. In, in yeah, school. no, literally, that's what I did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, like, I literally, I would literally just, just completely just, yeah, I would just have fun with it like all day, like straight up. Yeah. I mean, you must be a blast on the New York City subway. If I'm sitting across from you and you have a deck of cards in your hands I'm, and I'm watching you just like change yeah. colors. I, I, I've literally done that. Like, here? I've done that. I've, I've, I've been, I used to, there's a magic shop in the city actually in Manhattan called Tannins. So I used to go there to hang out with other magicians. It's like this, like, it's like on the sixth floor of a building. It's like random. <laughs> like, if, if you don't know where it's at, like, you're not finding it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, I used to go there and just like magicians used to congregate there to like jam and hang out. 
uh, kind of like Sam Ash for music. So like you just roll in there. There's like people playing guitar. So like same thing here. You roll in there. There's people like shuffling cards, I guess. And <laughs> um, I used to go there and then uh, I, would, I, would, I would buy decks of cards and stuff. And then on my way back to Queens, from, I would take the subway. So I would just be sitting on the train, like just, just messing around. And like people would sit next to me or like across from me. And it, it, like originally it wouldn't catch their eye, but then they would, they would like take a double take. They'd be like, wait, what? And like, I'm sitting there just like changing a card to another card. And they would, they would realize like, wait, what, what the heck just happened? And honestly, the coolest part is that like, I I'll do stuff randomly in situations. Like I'll be in a restaurant and I'll just have like a drink, like a straw for the drink and just like float it and then just put it in the drink. And that moment where like someone sees that like out of the corner of their eye and they're just not sure what's going on or what just happened. There's like this straw just float or no, like that. Those are the best moments. Cause yeah, you get the best reactions. <laughs> I, I don't know if you do, but I need you to kind of set up a hidden camera for these things because I know, you know, you know there's, it's once like, you know, it's one situation if someone knows they're, they're, you know, so, someone's going to perform magic for them, but just yeah. for them to be at dinner or on the subway, that like element of surprise to see their face would be that much better. Yeah, that, that actually is a really good idea. I mean, the closest I can think to that um, is the, I don't know if you ever saw a show. Um, I think it's true TV on um, the Carbonaro effect where yes, I have Michael a Carbonaro. I, I have issues with that show, but keep oh, really? say after, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the closest thing to what we're talking about because he like pretends he's like a salesman or whatever. And he'll, he'll say stuff that are like, yeah, no, you can milk an almond and like, he'll show them how to do it. And he'll say, no, you got to press it here and whatever. And it's obviously magic, but the people are so invested there. Like believe him, like they actually believe him, which is really funny. All right. So um, that's yeah, what's your issue with it. <laughs> All right. Here's, here's the thing. The things he does are so amazing that, when you're watching so a TV, when you're watching a TV show that you know has this production and theoretically could have months to get the episode ready, it just doesn't have the same effect. Like, you know, it, such crazy things are happening that you like your mind just like, all right, like they had a month to put this together. Like anything could happen behind the scenes that it, it doesn't hit the same as if you were just, you know, making a TikTok or a video. I know there's not you know, a massive production team behind that. Right. So yeah, it's actually a good call. I think that's, that's one of the issues um, with a lot of magic on TV is like, you really don't know what's going into that. Like, and, and you're not wrong, by the way, there is months of preparation and production that go into it. So um, I do agree with you on that, on that point where I, I believe like mo most, I don't think most people think like you, I think the reason why these TV shows do so well is because people don't think like that. And people just assume that it's like, that it's, it's not as set up as you think it is, but um yeah that is one of the issues for sure with like ma legit magic tv shows um is that and i think the reason why david blaine has the best stuff on tv is because his his production he tries to keep it as low low production as possible so um i think that also adds to it the fact that like he literally walks up to random people on the street now does he do 20 30 minutes of magic for that group before you even see the camera start rolling probably uh, and that's why they're already warmed up to give him those reactions. But, um, but yeah, it's, they're still genuine. It's as genuine as it can be, which is the best. I kind of want to piggyback on that too, because I did watch your YouTube videos, specifically the Alex Bregman video. And, you know, something that I kind of just like, it's, it's a weird thing to kind of comprehend when you bring your film crew and he has his film crew, but you're both trying to make this like authentic video. Is it like mm -hmm. kind of weird when you walk into a place with your own film crew and then, you know, a guy like Bregman has his own film crew and you kind of know you're both like collabing on a video and it's like, okay, how do I kind of just like 
hang out with the guy and like keep it real while the cameras are on, but also in the same time, try to balance the fact that you're both trying to put out really cool content for the people that follow you. Yeah. So that's, that's a good question. Cause it's, I think the question is not, is not really like, has nothing to do with really like the two different film crews. I think it's just, uh, have trying to be genuine when you know, when you know, the, the cameras, cameras are around you. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that, um, yeah, I mean, he knows that I'm good at what I do and, uh, and he's kind of just trusting that. So I think that even though the cameras are rolling, since we both know it's not fake, meaning it's not, they're not like, it's not like I told him, Oh, make sure you react or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that he's just having a good time sitting there watching magic. And then the cameras also happen to be rolling. Like, I think that's very important to like notice and realize like, you know, he's used to being on TV. He's, he, he performs on TV technically every night, meaning he's a ball player. He's an athlete. So um, in a sense, he's kind of used to that. Um, but for me, yeah, I mean, I'm just doing my thing. Like I, like my brother actually films for me. So he, at this point, he already knows kind of where I need him to be or what type of angles I want or whatever. So we already have that connection. So for me, I don't even think about it. Like, I don't even, I don't even see the camera really. I'm just doing my thing and he knows where to be. So kind of have that on both ends. Yeah, for sure. So is it not like one of those things? I know people say this about comedians and I know we, we kind of touched on a little bit last time saying how mm-hmm. you kind of have to have that personality behind the magic because, you know, ha- half the battle of being a successful magician is having just like, you know, such an electric and, and contagious personality. But um, I forgot what I was getting at. <laughs> um, well, I, I mean, to be back, you do have, yeah, save me. you do have this, you know, charismatic way to do your magic and interact with people. Is that something that you realized you had to have, or you've always kind of, yeah, I think that showman. So I think we're Johnny, where you were going with this was that I think it's like, it's really 80, 20, it's 80, 20. It's not 50, 50. It's, it's literally 80% performance and 20% magic. And I think when you can, when you can take that and take, take the performance aspect and even take a super simple trick uh, and just vanish a coin, let's say, if you have the performance based around that sleight of hand or that trick, it takes it to a whole new level. Like you can do the best trick in the world. If you're boring, you're boring and no one cares. So that's just that, that's how that goes. And I think the only way to get there is from experience. I like from what I've seen when I started out, I wasn't nearly as good of a performer as I am now, but with the experience of going out into the street and performing on stage and being around people on a nightly basis, uh, you just get better at it. So um, yeah, that's where that comes from. There's no easy way to do that. I remember what I was going to ask. It was actually, yeah. I was going to say, cause uh, you know, a lot of comedians do different bits when the, ca- obviously when the cameras aren't rolling and sometimes they're, you know, let's say like a little more inappropriate when they're live and they know it's not like getting filmed for Netflix. So when you are doing, you know, a performance that's maybe, let's say not being recorded, are you willing to try out maybe some harder stuff? Cause you know, Oh, like, I don't oh, want this. Per- if I, if, if I mess up, I don't want this person to expose me. You know, that right. No, for sure. For sure. All the time. There's things that I'll try kind of throw it i'll throw stuff in like rent like if i'm doing if i'm at an event even let's say and i'm doing uh uh, before that i'll try anything in the street Mm -hmm. and especially for camera because if it messes up i'm never seeing that person ever again it doesn't matter no one cares no one sees it it doesn't happen but um yeah i mean and i'll try it and if, if it if it works then it's a great it's a great piece of magic it's a great video so um yeah for sure i'll, I'll try i'll try stuff all the time that don't work like i have footage that that's terrible like i don't use <laughs> at all um, you should put that out i think that's kind of funny <laughs> just like fails like magic fails um that'd be maybe funny. like the end but, of your maybe like the end of your career when you're like done you're like by the way like <laughs> <is> that, <laughs> 
yeah, I think because Johnny, there's a, I, I love bloopers for for movies and TV, but there, I guess there is something about magic that I, I don't know if I would quite put that out. <laughs> but wouldn't it be kind of funny too if I just like walked up to people in the street and like pretended to be a magician and I was just like terrible at it and they're like, wait, what? Well, that's what a different. Thing? That's a different. Thing. That, <laughs> like, that could be. A I actually saw a really funny. I saw a really funny YouTube video once where the guy goes, he's not even a magician, but he pretends he's a magician and he goes out there and he goes, he has like. He has like girls like put their number like right in my card and put their number and then he just walks away. And that's, the whole thing. And that's the whole trick. That's really funny. That is very. Wasn't there the David Blaine impersonator that that yeah, basically I've seen those. looked like I've him? Seen those. And, and, really funny. And he didn't really have any magic to, but he would like act like David Blaine. I don't know. That that was good stuff. Um, something. He'll just walk up to he walks up to random people and he'll just be like, "All right, watch this." And he does like the whole serious like David yeah. Blaine thing. It's really funny. <laughs> very funny. <laughs> Um, for sure. So something we touched on last time, but I, I definitely want the audience to hear this. So, and by the way, we didn't mention Shlomo has built a big TikTok following, Instagram following, because he does awesome tricks and he has athletes and entertainers. Um, and one of his biggest videos that you could tell me if I'm wrong, that maybe helped you pop was the Mike Trout video, um, where you ended up Absolutely. doing, you end up doing magic from Mike Trout right after a game. Um, so tell us kind of how that came about, um, and to go back to your charisma, how you wooed Mike Trout into to bringing you out. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so the it's a, it's a whole it's a crazy story, and it, it honestly started on Instagram um, where I did magic, and we were talking about this last time. So I did magic for Bob Menery, who you told me that you worked for for like a month. But yeah. uh, <laughs> two months, two months, give me two a little months. more. All right, two months, <laughs> two months too long, or no? Uh, no, it was great. <laughs> I, I, I had a blast. Yeah. So no, he's a good dude. So we, we hung out once and I showed him magic and he posted me on his story a bunch. Um, and, uh, Trout follows him. So I guess Trout likes magic. Uh, Trout's into some cool, my, he's into cool, cool stuff. Like he's into, he's into like the weather. I don't know if you guys knew that. He's into like, he's like a meteorologist. Is the weather cool? Actually, I, yeah. I don't know. I'm saying he, <laughs> I he hate the weather. Cool. Listen, if he thinks magic is cool, I'll, I'll take that. He thinks weather is cool. Like, uh, okay, fine. It's fine. I'll do with that. Um, I like you refer to him he's, as Mike. You're saying he's not just a baseball meathead is what you're trying to say. Right. I mean, he's, yeah. he's into other things. I guess magic yeah. is one of those things. So, um, he, he, uh, yeah, he followed me. Um, and I basically, yeah. And I you didn't, even, you didn't like, even know though. You didn't know. That I didn't notice. I didn't notice that he followed me until the next day. A friend of mine DM me. He's like, yo, you realize Mike Trout follows you. I was like, what are you talking about? So I go to his page and literally he followed me. Cause I got a thousand followers in one day from that, um, from that outing. And, and I literally didn't even go through them. I just, why would I assume that anyone, you know, that anyone remotely popular would follow me because of that? I just didn't, I didn't even think about it. Well, your um, friend did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, because he, I don't even know, to be honest, I'm not even sure how he noticed. I kind of weird. Like, <laughs> no, because I think, I think he was on my page and he, it says like, it says your, your, fo- the people you follow who follow. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Me. So he saw like, Oh, and my tra- and he's like what so then he texted me so i looked and yeah he was following me so i dm'd him i was like hey um i was freaking out i was literally he was like the craziest thing ever it was like the best day ever he's so the best I player in baseball like, hey. sorry yeah so yeah he's the best player in baseball it's yeah <laughs> I, I, I i didn't even know what to do I, I was like what do i do so i was like all right i gotta at least be proactive here so i dm'd him um and by the way just for everyone watching or listening like anytime you have something where you where you think it's that's never the end like always try to like make the most of it. I think that's a very important thing. Like try to take advantage of all these situations. Obviously don't take advantage, take advantage, but <laughs> no, it's a good point. You only get yeah. so many chances in life yeah. and right. you never know when you're, you're letting one pass by, you know? Exactly. So yeah, no, so I DM him. I was like, Hey, 
big fan. Thanks for the follow. If you ever need magic or entertainment, hit me up for sure. So he's like, he's like, yeah, no doubt. Your stuff's awesome. Like blah, 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 whatever. I was like, and then at this point, I'm just like, this is the, like, it, it just gets crazier. It just gets crazier. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, we were talking and he's like, he's like, yeah, I want to get you down to the clubhouse. We wanted, I, I showed some videos to the guys and they want to see it. They want to see it in person. I was like, all right, let's figure it out. Let's try to figure out what dates work for both of us. Um, Cause again, I was telling you like, I, if this was in the summer and I have bookings, the summer is super busy with shows and stuff. So, um, but I didn't want to seem like I was like, I didn't want to seem like I was trying to like play hard to get. So yeah. I was just like, all right, <laughs> let's see. Yeah. Like let's, let's see what, um, yeah. Cause you can't just, it's hard to cancel bookings. Like I have a schedule, yeah. like people are paying me. It's legit. Everything's on the books. Like I can't just say oh, I'm not coming. So, yeah. um, so I'm like, all right, let's try to, let's try to figure I can't out miss Moisha's that... 13th, uh, Moisha's bar yeah, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, uh, Jewish day camp, yeah. you know, whatever it is. Um, but, uh, I was doing, Actually, not so much. This this past summer was a lot of um, was a lot of like teenage like sleepaway camp type stuff, like bigger camps um, and stuff like that, which is which is cool. Because when I started out, I was doing a lot of like day camps and smaller things, and I, I don't generally like enjoy that. Even I'd rather like stick to the more you know more like legit crowds and do those types of shows. But um, I decided that I was like, all right, let me let me look at dates that you know that you guys are playing at home and days that I can come to LA and we'll figure it out. He's like, all right, perfect. So, um, found a couple dates, made it happen. Uh, this was at the end of August. So the, the Yankee series, which worked out perfectly because I'm a Yankee fan. So went out there. Um, and again, I didn't know right when I went out, I didn't even know if I didn't know if, if it was going to happen. Cause he DM'd me and he's like, yo, um, this is the coolest part, the COVID stuff like we can't get you in the clubhouse because they're, they're strickening up and like, they, they're not going to let me do it. So I'm going to get you tickets to the game, come to the game and we'll just, I'll, we'll, whatever, if we'll try to make it happen, but I can't guarantee anything. So went out to LA, went to the game tickets show up in the ballpark app. He's like, he's like, whatever I get there. And the tickets were like right where the, all the players and the players, like if they want to give people tickets, like for their family, friends, whatever, there's one section for that. So, um, wife, the Gibson, other girlfriend, you're in the girlfriend. Wax, yeah. Wax, whatever. Wax. Then they put them on the other side. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, John Gibson, John Gibson, who the ducks goalie was not throwing out the first pitch. He was catching the first pitch. So they did like a whole shtick where like they had him like catch it with his goalie glove. Oh, this hockey glove? That's kind yeah. of Yeah. So, um, so what they do. So then, no, so he was sitting like a couple rows in front of me. So they, all those the team people they put there. So I show up there, good seats. I'm standing there, like showed John Gibson a trick. He, I called him out. He, he saw one. And then actually later on during the game, this is not in the video, but during the game, I went over to him to take a picture with him and he was like, we were schmoozing for like a minute and he was like telling me how he was, he like how he likes magic and stuff. So that was pretty cool too. Um, but it doesn't like magic, you know? It's hard for- yeah, exactly. Exactly. But he's like, yeah, that was a pretty cool trick. So that was cool. This is actually, I didn't even say this part last time. And this is in the video. He comes out of the dugout. Or actually I did say this, but he comes out of the dugout and he no, So he texts me, he DMs me. He's like, he's like, yo, like, um he's like you get the tickets i was like yeah he's like all right great perfect whatever and this is like yeah maybe like like this was five minutes before the game started. Yeah, he's in the dugout yeah, yeah they played the national anthem already like they're they're <laughs> and i i was a little annoyed at that point already i was like freaking out a little bit because i'm like 
bro, where is he? Like, how come he didn't come over yet or anything? And I was just like, whatever, maybe after the game, I don't know. But um, so then, no, then he literally DMs me. He's like, he's like, yo, a bunch of guys want to see some stuff after the game in the, in the parking lot. Like, can you, can you look that up? I was like, yeah, of course. Right. And I brought my stuff because I'm like, obviously, like if I if this ends up happening, it's going to be the craziest thing ever. Literally, it was like yeah. it, it was it really felt it, it felt like illegal. Like we literally <laughs> yeah. we went like he, he told the security guard to let us in and like after the game and like we went in and we were like outside and like we had to make sure like no one was around like it was yeah it was, it was, it was, <laughs> a drug like, dealer or a shady hookup or or magic, exactly. or it, was magic like just, it was like in a dark parking lot like there was like a table, <laughs> like by like it was like in the corner yeah it was like super random i almost uh, wish like a cop like showed up and just like said what's going on, what's over, going here? on over here <laughs> and you're just like what's your card <laughs> yeah no literally but like it's mike trout so you can do whatever you want so yeah, no one's true. like stopping it from doing anything yeah. um but um yeah, no. So what happened was um, he, so he comes out. So he's like, all right, one sec. And this is the game didn't start yet, but it was like two minutes before the game time. He, he comes out of the dugout and he like looks around, he like looks around like to see, I guess, like looking for me and he sees me and he like points at me and he like pumps his fist. And like, he was so pumped to see me. He was so happy. I was there. And I was just like, I was like, what the heck? Like he's more excited to see me than I am to see him. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's crazy. And um he starts like explaining to John Madden, like, like, like he points to me, he's like talking to him, like about like, what I do. And like, I'm like, just stand there like, Hey, how you doing? And, like whatever. And then John Madden is like, was like smiling and laughing. And then, um, yeah. And then during the game, I was like nervous the whole time. I'm like, Oh my God, this is going to be crazy. Like, I-, I don't know what to expect. Um, I bought a trout Jersey in the team store and they literally had like one left. Like, I'm like, bro, like you're like, he's the face of your franchise. Like, like stock his jersey like stock his jersey like they like i don't know but um (laughs) so i got a jersey had him sign it after the game but um yeah the whole the whole time and after the game he called us if you by the way you haven't seen the video yet and you're listening to this go check it out uh it's on my youtube channel but um and you can see all of this literally and i go after the game we went there and he pulls up in a golf cart with like with like with with a couple like team personnel, Dexter Fowler, Justin Upton, and um, that's it. So that was it at the mo- at that moment. Um, and we're standing by like the players entrance, by the players parking lot. And there's a couple other people like standing there waiting for autographs and stuff. And then he just like hops out. He like tells the security guard like let us through. And like everyone else is like, what the heck? Like what, who are these? Like who are they? Like what's going on here? And we just roll up and um, yeah. And he's like, all right, let's let's let's. What do you got? So then I just started doing my thing. And literally after the first trick, like I think I was a little bit nervous till that point. Once I did that first trick, and you can see this in the video, like and they reacted the way they did. Like they ran away. Like I was good. Once that happened, I was in the zone. I was locked in. And then from there, it was just like. 30 40 minutes of magic we just i just literally busted out everything and it was just it was the craziest thing ever <laughs> kind of off topic but something that yeah, i didn't even like, think about when you first told me the story but now it's like just like kind of crazy to think about for me in this world that we live in where like so many people put money on like different athletes every night like sports betting wise there's someone out there who probably put like a thousand dollars on mike trout to hit like a home run that night and you know little do we know mike trout's like like half of his focus is just on meeting you after the yeah game. Like, like i mean it's like so funny to think about you so know for that i mean he was hurt so like i guess not him personally oh yeah but true okay yeah, yeah. no but like but i'm saying he told um rizzo came halfway through and 
Rizzo Rizzo also was down. Like he he came specifically. Like Trout told him to come after yeah. the game and come to come see whatever. So the craziest part is I tripped out because I like <laughs> dur- like during the season like like yeah like you're saying also like I know he was he's been he had been watching my videos and he followed me and he's been seeing my stuff. So in my mind I'm like this guy follows like 300 people on Instagram like. I'm sure like when he's in the bathroom, he just chills on Instagram or whatever he's doing. And <laughs> like we all do. And like and yeah. like <laughs> and he's watching me on the toilet, which is funny. But then also like <laughs> that's that's how he chills. Like that's how he yeah. relaxes while he's not playing is by watching me, which is like and that to me is like the coolest thing ever. Really cool. And did, and Johnny, to your point, listen, he plays 162 games. How often does he get to yeah. see a, a magic show from Sean no, Levenger? But- like it's just it's, funny to think about, like, I know, you're I know, playing against the New York Yankees, you yeah. know, and you're in the lot, like, you're in the dugout DMing slow mo, like, yeah. as the game's happening. It's the Yankees, like, you know, it's a crazy yeah, thing. Yeah, no, it's the coolest thing. It's literally the craziest thing ever. And, like, that, yeah, also, like, the fact that, like, these guys, like, there's a couple other players too, like, I, like, I'm part of their life in a way. Like, yeah. they're, they see me on a daily basis. It's like, it's, it's cool to me, like, as a sports fan, especially. It's just like, these guys, you always like, these guys are untouchable, like kind of in a way. And like, they, they know who I am. Like they see me on a daily basis. Like on my, let's say it's even my Instagram story. Like they're watching my story. So that's super, super cool for me. Well, I want to touch on that too, because I know you kind of not necessarily called yourself an underdog, but you know, when, when you are an Orthodox Jewish kid, like you are, and you show up to perform magic in front of athletes and, and, you know, maybe sometimes they might not take you seriously, but you know, once you get that first ounce of uh like not surprise but um you know trickery i guess would be the word yeah. for magic um you know just how great is that feeling for you because i know you touched on it and it's, it's such an important thing and it's, yeah. such a big, it's such a big part of your upbringing i think that i think that that you know there's the two aspects to that there's like that underdog aspect where where people don't expect it out of me they just don't so when it when 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 i actually do that thing that blows their mind they're 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 you know, it's, it's, it's another level of excitement because, uh, or of reaction because I'm, I'm starting down here versus starting over here and getting mm-hmm. to here. So you have that bigger gap where, you know, the reaction is just going to be bigger. And then also on just on the reaction side, that's what keeps me going. Like, that's what I love about magic is like, you get to, I, I get to like, I'm a, I am a people's person. Like, I like speaking with people. I like having fun. I like going out. Um, you know, if I'm in a situation, if I'm in a room with a lot of people, I'll be talking, like I'll be doing my thing. So like, you know, that reaction is, is what I, is, is like adrenaline to me. Like, that's what, that's what keeps me going. So um, it's, it's, you get, and the fact that I can get that bigger reaction by being that underdog, put those two together. It's just, you know, yeah. And- and when you guys watch the video and you have to like, yeah, you have, so I watched it at two 30 in the morning. So <laughs> yeah. she pulls off the first trick and they go nuts. They just like go nuts. They run the other way. And that was just one of yeah. the, the card tricks. I think one of the sleight of hand. And then you threw in, you know, one of the mentalist things, I think, you know, whatever it was, you, yeah. know, you chose something he was thinking of. Um, <laughs> then they go in, insane and, you know, just, yeah, I, I have nothing in my life that I don't think you could <laughs> the high of making people do that. So I'm jealous. I mean, <laughs> thank you. Listen, yeah, you, no, earned it's cool. it. you earned it and deserved it. It's not like you just got it. Like you're, you're awesome at this, but the, I'm, thank I'm you. I appreciate that. And yeah, I, I consider myself just like a regular guy. And the fact that I know that I have something in my back pocket to whip out at any time to impress someone is, is also cool. Cause like, 
it, I, I could be in any situation where, where I'm in a boring situation or I'm at a party and it's just like, and it, there's nothing going on or whatever. And I know that I can be that person to take it from to, to the next level. So um, it's cool to have that too. And just like, know that I can do something at any time. Um, but um, yeah, and- no, I think that, that, uh, that aspect of it too is, is, is awesome. And what Johnny said, the Jewish surprise thing is true because I actually saw on TikTok this morning, there's this, um, yeshiva basketball player who's oh, just, yeah. aw- who's just awesome. And Ryan just, Terrell. Yes. And he's just, get him on people. Get him on the pod. Maccabees. Oh yeah. But I'm sure you knew about him and other people in the community, but then on TikTok, it's going wider and people are calling him like Larry Bird and like just surprised that he could ball. And then we talked last time. Um, you know, a Jew with the yarmulke hitting the gritty, it, it does throw people off guard and it, it, it's just fun. And it's cool that, you know, we, and, you know, specifically the Orthodox Jews can show their personality and, and get people yeah. to, you know, and I think and- I just want to touch on that for a second. Cause like, yeah. first of all, just shout out to Ryan Terrell. Cause he's been killing it. Um, he's one of the best D3 scorers in the nation. So um, he's, he's been going crazy. Yeah. All over social media and ESPN posted about that a 50 game winning streak, which was super, did that super end? cool. Um, yeah, it did. They lost, did? they actually lost yeah. their 51st game. They lost the, like literally the next oh, game. No so, way. but they got the 50, they got the 50 yeah. and, um, they're actually, um, going to the championship. They just, they just, just bought them through the playoffs and they're going straight to the championship right now. Oh, so, sick. um, yeah, they're a really awesome, fun team to watch. Um, but the thing is like, even this year in sports, like there's been a couple of Orthodox Jews that were drafted to, to the MLB and like, mm-hmm. I don't know if for some reason, I feel like, you know, we're just like, I feel like, especially with social media, it's, it's easier for, it's easier for, you know, people who, who aren't as, you know, people like, I would say like myself, I'm not even talking about Orthodox Jews, it's like people in general who wouldn't be, wouldn't have been noticed as much in the past. It's easier to get noticed than TikTok too. I think this is the biggest thing about TikTok and I think not even just for me personally, but for everybody else, you can find so much talent nowadays everywhere. Like you see how many talented people there are. Like you can find, like there are people on TikTok who are doing like, I don't even know what, like random, these random things, but like, like, wow, that person is so talented. Like, and it's so interesting to see how people could showcase themselves. Like, well, getting white claws with strangers. Yeah. (laughs) I found you, I found you on TikTok, Shlomo. So it was at the Knicks. There you go. And listen, I saw Knicks, I saw a Jew, and I saw a cool magic trick. <laughs> so, you know, I was just like, who is this guy? Threw you a follow. Oh, that's graphic. how I got to Bregman. That's how I got to Bregman. He saw Trout, Magic, and Jew, and he's like, get him down here. So that's literally, um, yeah, that's how that happened. So let's touch on Bregman more because he actually flew you to his own home. It's not like yeah, you met him yeah. at the ballpark. Like, that's pretty wild. You never met the guy, but that's also the Jewish connection too, right? Like there's just like right. that instant. Comfort. Yeah. He's a, he's a really proud Jew. Like he, he, he loves, he, he loves the fact that he's Jewish and he, he does, he is connected a little bit. So like he, um, he, he was, a, he was a lot of fun to hang out with. I was there for a full day and a half. Yeah. He had me down to his house, him and his wife, super, super nice people um and i hung out there and even this is going back to what we were talking about before like with the cameras rolling there was so much off camera like we hung out so much off camera which was sick like he showed us he was showing it was me and my brother so he was showing us all his stuff in his office like all his like his first home run ball like all his lineup cards from all these different things and like all that stuff and it's just like you you see how passionate he is towards the game and like towards just things that he he appreciates like he's 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 a really passionate guy and like he he really loves what he does and um i got to see that firsthand and like i got to hang out with him and like we went to the gym the next morning with him it's in the video a little bit and like like we're just we're just 
we literally, and he, he texted me after even, he's like, he's like, yo, you don't understand. Like, I know you guys enjoyed it and whatever, but like, I, I literally had a sick time too. And like, like I'm that, like, I'm happy that we got to hang out and be friends. I'm like, that, that was the coolest part for me. Like by far, like by far, like when he comes to New York now to play Mets, they're doing back-to-back series this year. Like I, I will hang out with him at some point. Like we're going to go out to eat or something. So like, like the fact that I got to keep up that relationship with him is, is really cool. And you told us prior to recording that you outbenched him in the gym that morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, we did. I wish, I wish we were able to do that. No, we didn't do, um, we were just doing like, like um, just, just different. Um, like I think they were doing like, some such so as some running drills and stuff they did some base deal and stuff and like i was wearing i was wearing such bad shoes like they were all wearing like cleats and stuff and i'm like wearing like i was wearing like just regular just like sneaker like kohan like sneaker shoes like not even like anything sport sporty so um i packed the wrong pair of shoes but uh <laughs> but no it was still fun it was still fun and like yeah there was a couple other athletes there too which was cool like they're the Astros top prospect this kid he's a catcher um he was there and a bunch of other players so it was cool to like just see that environment like the, I think in the video there's one scene like one clip where like you see us rolling into the gym together mm-hmm. I'm just like standing there like holding my coffee with my backpack and we just roll in I'm like <laughs> like in my head at the moment I'm like yo let's go I'm the man I'm the man <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> um yeah but it's cool to see how he finds like same thing as Trout like he finds what I do super, super cool. And to me, I'm just me. So it's like, yeah, that, that's, that's awesome. Wait. So I want to, I kind of want to like, not necessarily take away from the funny stuff, but also like, you know, a, a little serious too, because you, you started when you're 14, right. And your, your mm-hmm. parents, there's no way your parents, when you started could have thought this could be a career. And no, and, and honestly, the way the world was probably neither could have you at the time, because right nope. now your career is all social media. It's like social media. Not all social media. Yeah. Yeah. No, but you know what I mean? Like a, no, a lot of sure. your popularity was gained through social media, right? Exactly. Like, that's you, you even said yourself, that's the fastest way to get noticed now. So like, you know, your, your parents, obviously, you know, everyone kind of has like, hopefully everyone has supportive parents that believe in them to chase their dreams. But, you know, I got to imagine there were difficult times for you where you were like, mom, dad, like I want to, like, this is what I want to do. Especially with yeah. the Orthodox yeah, that too. behind it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I touched on this last time, but yeah, like my family um, were pretty, like we're, we're, we're very Orthodox, but like super open-minded, like, uh, like there's some Orthodox Jews that don't even like, they won't have, a, they won't have a TV or internet or smartphone in their home at all. Like zero um uh my family's not like that like uh, i you know i grew up watching youtube and like you know i have a you know i have an iphone and like people i think don't realize like there's different levels of like you know what what people find okay and not okay yeah. in the orthodox world like even in the orthodox world there's there's a huge spectrum but um yeah no i they i didn't even think originally that i would be doing this full time like i thought this was going to be a hobby uh maybe a side gig at best you know like that's that's kind of what I thought originally, but as I was going, and, and that's what everyone told me as well. Like everyone, like I, other magicians that I met, they told me that hey, like just don't don't like don't 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 expect this to be something that's going to be full time, or don't expect this to be something that's going to be that big because you know you don't want to have those expectations, and then yeah. yeah, and then you know, and then it doesn't work out, and then you know, and then it's hard um but so then i always kind of had those low expectations of okay like it will be a side gig at best but then i realized at a certain point i'm like okay this is a lot more than that and it's something that i can legitimately do on a full-time basis which is what i'm doing right now so um it's it's cool that i was able to get past that point and i think uh part of it is like other people's saltiness a little bit like 
let's say if they're a magician and like they didn't get to that point they're just going to tell everybody else like oh don't have these like don't have these dreams because you're not going to get there um i think that's part of like their own little insecurity of like they didn't get there so you know you can't either which is stupid because if you really want to you could like i think uh, like and it's a cliche thing like you know like you know like like keep like keep going at your dreams because you know like you'll you know the harder you work the more you do it you'll get there eventually and I think there is truth to that. I think there's, you know, maybe sometimes like, don't be stupid about it. Don't be like, yeah, yeah I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be Tom Brady, which maybe you will. I don't know, but I'm just saying like. No, no one listening no. to this pod, it will be Tom Brady, but maybe <laughs> some other yeah, podcast. But I'm saying, like, you know, like everyone thinks they're going to be, everyone thinks they're going to be the best, but yeah, you're, you'll be awesome. Don't be, don't be, but just don't be crazy about it. But as long as you have realistic goals and realistic like aspirations, you'll, you'll crush it. You'll get there. So piggybacking off that and how maybe unlikely was it for you to, you know, I don't know if we want to say made it, but you know, you're in the magician scene and coming from the Orthodox community, the Jewish community is so strong and specifically the Orthodox community. I've seen it, you know, growing up, um, you know, I I have a good friend who's Orthodox. Does, are there there some of your friends or people in the community, like how proud are they that they feel like, you know, sort of like one of us has made it. He's out there you know, performing for celebrities, for athletes. And listen, I know yeah. there other Orthodox people are in, you know, doing great things, but to be on the like social media scene and be like, yeah, he made it for us. How, how does that feel? And is that happening? Yeah. First of all, yeah, for sure. Um, the most, I think that Orthodox Jews always love when another Orthodox Jew is like out there in the real world. Like that, that, that's such a, like, people love that. Like I'll, I, I get booked more for events now just because of that. Meaning like people, people want me at their event because they're like, this dude knows Mike Trout. Like that, like that (laughs) actually, like that happens. Like, no, for real. Like that's a thing. So, um, this uh, dude knows Mike Trout. Let's hire him. (laughs) Yeah. No, literally like, like that. Yeah. But, um, but it's cool because also they want to ask me about it. Like they want to pick my brain on it too. Like they want to know what happened and like how it happened. So, like um yeah but they but they absolutely love it and and it's it's cool like and yeah orthodox Jews always love and i think this is any culture like they love when someone in their culture is i guess quote-unquote famous meaning um i don't know i'm sure you guys can come up with many examples of like you know the one famous athlete who comes from this country or that country or this you know whatever it is um yeah so i think in a sense this is obviously on a smaller scale but still exists and i think it's a huge thing for sure I don't. I wouldn't say it's a small scale at all. I I mean, on a, I would say a smaller scale than, let's say, an athlete for sure. I I think. I mean, well, if you compare yourself to Mike Trout, you know, it's it's right. Yeah, but (laughs) on a professional athletic level, like I'm saying, my following is nowhere near, you know, a a professional athlete. So it, it, you know, but it will grow. It will get there. It will get to that. It'll get to that point. Okay, I like talking about magic. Should we do a little bit? Yeah, let's do it for sure. For sure. I actually wanted to show you guys something and we did something last time and I'm going to, I'm going to kind of do something similar, maybe not exactly the same, but um, I do like to do the mind reading stuff over zoom because um, you know, it's, it's just, it translates better. And I think people also, people listening um, will be able to follow what's going on Yeah, um, and it's not visual. So like they're not missing anything. Um, but yeah, I guess Johnny, we could do this with you this time. Uh, I don't know, Brett. I think Brett wants the spotlight. Yeah, me too. I, I, okay. I'll All right, go. Brett. We'll do it with you well, then. We'll, we'll, let's do both we'll of us. Do Brett first, and I'll go after. All right. Cool. 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 We'll so because his his thoughts will be way deeper than mine. <laughs> <laughs> so Brett, here we'll do this. Um, and and I wanted to show this to you guys last time, but um, I have, you know what? I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna open my calculator for a second. And and the reason I do this again is because I don't think people realize 
how impossible mind reading could actually be. Like, I, I don't, I think people like, if you see a magician and they'll hand you a book and they'll say, go through the book and find the word. Uh, a lot of people think, oh, hey, it's probably like a magic book. And there's only like five options or, you know, like the word repeats itself every, you know, every page or whatever. So uh, I want you to do this. And, and I, I, we did this last time, but just for the sake of the people, you know, just for, for the viewing audience, um, we talked about Wikipedia. Now, the reason I use Wikipedia again is because uh, there's so many articles and you have so many options. So la- what did, last time there was, I think we said a couple million articles on Wikipedia, correct? Yeah, I, think uh, I think over maybe, 6 million. Oh, okay, so yeah, you know what? Let's get, let, let's get that exact number up. Um, how many articles are there on Wikipedia? Um, and just for the people, just so we know what the number is, uh, it's probably over, I think we said 6 million or so, but let's get that up. Yeah, so it's 6 million. Do you want the exact number? It's over. Yeah, here. Let me see your phone for a sec. Let me just see it. Let me see your phone. There you go. Oh, there you go. Okay. Six, four, six, zero. I'm just gonna put this in my calculator. Six, four, six, zero, two, one, zero. And then that's the amount of articles. So over 6 million. I'm also going to multiply this by uh, the average number of words per article, which will tell us our word options. Um, So what, how many words do we have? Our per, Uh, it should say there. The average is 1950. So times 1950. That equals over 12 billion words on Wikipedia. 12 billion words. That's there. You can't even comprehend 12 billion. 12 billion is like a crazy number. So uh, hit visit Wikipedia for me um, over there. And when it loads and it takes you there. uh, And last time we did this, this time I want you to make this just even more random if you can. Like last time was pretty random. Can we um, say what, like, you, what you guessed last time? Can yeah, we say I it? think it was the well, Pyramids of Giza, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I want to make this more <laughs> random. Um, or it could be less random. Try to trip me up a little bit. But search whatever you want into Wikipedia and pull up the article. And I want you to focus on that article too because that fo- that that you focusing on that article, that does help me actually. So I'm going to turn around just because I don't want you to think I'm looking at a reflection of your, of your window back there. Um, and when you do have something, let me know. And I will turn around and I'm going to try to tell you what that is. Now, last time I actually, I'll be honest, I nailed one thing. I didn't get the other thing. So this time uh, I'm going to try to see if I can nail both. And uh, I'm going to see if I can do this even better than I did then. Um, Hold on. on. Yeah, no pressure. You got this. Whatever, however long you want. You guys are paying me by the hour, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, It doesn't make a difference. We're going to owe you a lot of money if this recording gets (laughs) live too. (laughs) Yeah, no, I wish. Um, but yeah, let me know when you do have something. I'll turn around. Hold on. Doing something else. What? All good. Change your mind. Whatever. No, I mean, I'm texting someone. <laughs> yeah, let me know. Yeah. Let me know when you do have something. I'm doing something else. <laughs> so what are you you can change your mind or whatever. I might, to, I might have to cut this. Hold on. I need to. I need to. It's. Do you? You know what? forget can you do you did you did you already think of something if you already thought of something that's fine yeah it's like cheating okay so cool so fine i'll just do whatever you have or you had it doesn't matter um i don't even know exactly what this is okay (laughs) okay just doesn't matter um here so yeah put away your phone whatever i don't want you to think i'm like looking through your camera lens or screen or whatever all right so okay here's where this gets interesting because uh clearly you just changed your mind a few times so i'm going to try to see if i can piece out different bits and I might get one thing from one thing and the other thing from the other thing and it, they might be connected. I don't know, but um, I want you to do me a favor and just look at me. Okay. Um, second. Can you text it to me? Why? I just want to like know beforehand. No. Okay. 
Um, damn. Okay. Uh, okay. So I, hmm, I think when I told you, when I told you random, I believe you did go random. Um, I think last time you had pyramids of Giza and this time uh, I think this is interesting. So I think you went maybe in more of the direction of, 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 I, I think you went into history a little bit, um, not necessarily with the pyramids, but I think maybe into a, a sort of something that you've been influenced by recently, because I know in the news, a lot of times when you watch the news or when you watch sports, there are certain things that just get stuck in your brain so much that you see it all day and you can't get it out of your head. And I think that's kind of what happened here a little bit, because I think you went in the direction of maybe um, a past, like uh, a country or a war or something like that. So uh, I'm going to go, um, there's, I'm getting a two and an eight. So I don't think this was 1928 because I don't know what war was in 1928, but I'm going to go, uh, Oh no. Uh, this is, uh, is this something to do with maybe like the war of 1812? Um, or, and I think more recently, more specifically battle of Gettysburg, is that, am I in the right direction here? Am I in the right track? Like, is that something that you had? Yes. You're yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What the right, heck? Cool. What was it? <laughs> it was the battle of Gettysburg. Yeah, there you go. Battle of Gettysburg. All right. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, no, I was getting like 1812, so I wasn't sure 100%, but I think that you did think of that at some point also. I think you also maybe thought of those specific numbers. I'm Um, switching around. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, The mental um, stuff is insane. (laughs) Well, the coolest part last time, Shlomo, was that you like literally wrote down like, yeah, yeah no, like that I was actually sick. Kind of paper with me, but I'll take this one step further. And I tried this last time, and it didn't work. So I hope it works this time. Uh, go through that article and find a word again, maybe a bigger word, seven, eight, nine, ten letters. When you have a word, let me know, and don't pick the same word as last time. Even if it is in the article, I it probably won't, or it might be. But try to pick a word, seven, eight, nine, ten letters. You have a word, let me know. Uh, and again, this is even harder, by the way, because uh, if you type something in or if you if you focus on something, it's easier for me to pick up on this time. You're just looking at some of your eyes. You're just thinking about it in your brain. There's no way in the world uh, that I could even, um, you know, pick up on on on, on that as easily. And, and words are harder because this is again, this is a one in 12 billion. So not one in six million. One okay. in 12 billion. You have a word? How the battle of Gettysburg was pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, I got it. It's word. easier than you think, honestly. Like, um, but the word is harder because one in 12 billion. I didn't get this last time, so I'm going to try this time. Do me a favor. Can you just put up your right hand for a second? Good. 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 <laughs> no, that's good. Um, first letter. Actually, is it even – is this – this is not the same word as last time, though. Um, is the first letter is maybe like a – getting again, I'm getting like maybe like a circle, which is weird. Um, what is just – what is the first letter? Honestly, I, I'm going to try to get this, but I don't know. Hey. Just the first letter. You can put your hand down. What, what, is, just, what is that first letter? A. Okay. That's a... It is an A. Uh, I, th- I thought it might be. Uh, the second letter is a D. That's much better. Good. Uh, third letter. Put up your hand again. Okay. You see how right in your palm, see how there's an upside down V right there? That actually tells me there's an upside down V right in your middle of your palm. That's actually, uh, that's the letter, I think. Uh, so I think A, D, V uh is the word is the word like advantages or something like yes, that yes it is yes uh, there you go. <laughs> was there actually a venus palm or you just no actually look there like there's I mean, right and up right right uh it's hard to right there i don't know if you can see that but i'm not a magician uh, i probably won't see it. <laughs> um yeah that's pretty funny but here you know what i'll show you this just for the viewers i don't know if you can get this on camera but uh a coin johnny i want you to see this you ready yeah. just a quarter and i'll roll my sleeves for this 
watch it's the appear, Is it going to appear on my screen now? Like, in... Yeah, no. If I want, I can just blow it. Make it vanish. Watch. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot you can do with it. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got to be honest. Weird. I don't want to spoil any, any of your videos, but the yeah. create. The, can I say what happened in the Bregman video with the... the yeah, please. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Th- this is where I'm like, how the hell does this happen? Because... He made like he ripped off the end of a card and made it appear in a jalapeno in a salsa yeah. jar. He cut that was the jalapeno was not cut open. It was a solid jalapeno. Yes, <laughs> and he sliced open and there was a card in there. That's what I don't get. Like I wanna, that's where magic like blows my mind. I want to. I actually that that trick was one of my favorite things I ever filmed. Like straight up, like the preparation, like we like on the spot, we kind of came up like they were sitting in meetings, like in in other not nothing to do with the magic. They were sitting in their own meetings for like a little bit while they took a break for lunch. Um, and I was just like sitting there and I knew they wanted to do something with this also. So uh, I was we were brainstorming and we came up with this idea and I was just like, that's it. We're doing it. And we yeah, we made it happen. And it was it was it was really cool because it was he wasn't even on it at all. Like he had no idea what, what we were going to do. He knew that we were going to do something with the salsa, but he had no clue what. So um, when I had him go into his fridge and grab one and then just open it and inside it was a jalapeno and then inside the jalapeno was a card like. That like, makes no sense. Yeah, <laughs> but he, was... he like he ripped the card in front of Shlomo, and then somehow <laughs> that same card ends up in the jalapeno. Like, I, like that's where I'm. <laughs> that's like like anyone who hasn't seen this Alex Bregman video has to go watch it simply for that trick because that that's like where I'm just like this is not humanly possible. That's why you. That's why you have to see this stuff live. Like I think Magic yeah. Live is the best form of magic because, um, like if I if I'm in a room with you, there are so many more options of things that I can do. Um, because again, half of it's just distraction. Like I have to be able to distract you enough to be able to, you know, put a mark on your hand or or put a put a coin under your watch or the mark be able to slip up. Yeah, like the mark some, on you know, put a card he drew an pocket. X on his own hand and somehow was on some other guy's hand. I don't get how yeah, that that, that trick is one of my favorites, <laughs> and that actually probably gets one of the best reactions. And uh, I've had people ask me to do it straight up, like, yo, can you do this thing? And then like, I, at, at that moment, I'm, I won't do it. I'll never do it right when they ask me because yeah. I know that it's never going to be as good, but I'll hit them with it when they're not expecting it. And then they'll be like, oh, dang it. Like, yeah, like we should have seen that coming. But How good is your sleight of hand? Don't be humble. How like, uh, it's pretty good. Pretty darn good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it, it's 10 years of work. So it's like, you work on anything for 10 years, it's going to be good. But um, it's, 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 I think part of it is also knowing it's timing. Like, I think this is interesting. Like people don't realize this about magic. Um, there's a beat to magic. So um, the same way, like the same way with music, there's a beat to the song. Um, there's a beat to the trick. Like there's, there's an actual like rhythm to the trick where everything has to be like the, 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 the in order for it to work. Um, so I have to know the timing on that too. Meaning if I'm, if I say something, I know that you're going to look up the second I say that. So then that's when I'm doing something else. So there's, there's, there's a, there's, there is that where you have to, again, that just comes from experience from doing it over and over and over and over and you, understanding where. Yeah. Like I, I always like the, I don't know if you do it, but I like when uh, they take people's watches off. Do you do that? I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah. You, get to, you get to look watch up. And, stealing? Do yeah. you do that? Do you steal things from people? Yeah. I mean, watch stealing. <laughs> so like, with a watch? watch like this, like this, this is like a clasp. This I'm wearing a watch right now. This is like the class. This comes off this way. You can't steal those watches. You can't steal a watch that comes off. Like you'll never see someone steal a Rolex because 
um, it will slide off their wrist. But um, if you have a watch that's an, like a band that can, like an Apple, the Apple watch is the easiest by far. Like no question. Give me one. <laughs> <laughs> um, the 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 um, the leather bands you can. There's a whole technique to do it, and the way that magicians will do it is they'll do it while they're doing another trick. So like they'll do this thing where they'll put like two cards in your hand. They'll say like if you ever see David Blaine do it, like he'll like be like, oh, if you shake your your wrist, they're gonna switch, and he's like grabbing your wrist, and that's when they're doing the move. So um, there's this guy on TikTok. I don't know if you ever see him. Um, he, he just goes around stealing people's watches. Like that's his thing. So he'll be like, he'll be like, Hey, you know, Brett, you just see a magic trick. And they're like, yeah. And he's like, do you want your watch back? And they're just like, <laughs> every time they're just like, I love that. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, I have an idea for a trick for you. I don't know if it's like physically possible, but I think it'd be this, like, I would freak out if I saw you like doing magic on someone with a tattoo and like have that tattoo appear on your body. Ooh. That's crazy, actually. I, I don't Even though that's against the religion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say I don't know if that's like if I don't know if that's something that I would personally do, but I could see like a magician doing that in a TV special. Like right? I, I could yeah. see that easily. Yeah, and that's a cool idea. Like there have been magicians that have done magic with tattoos, um, where they'll have like the person's name tattooed on them, like or like something like that, where they'll 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 go over to like. I don't know, they'll have someone just name a card and it's literally tattooed on uh, like on them, which, by the way, I recently did this. This is something that I it's not it's just a reveal. Like there's a million ways you could reveal a card. But um, I thought this was cool. Like I recently um, actually custom um, customized inside like my suit jacket like that. I'll, like because when I'm going to events, it's 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 usually classy and like I'll be yeah. wearing a suit and stuff. But um, nothing like corny, no, no, like tuxedo hat, cape, uh-huh. none of that. But like, <laughs> like no, like classic, hat, hat. Like nice. I can't imagine you in a hat and cape. <laughs> Boy, just quick jump in. When, when you were talking about the the magicians convention on the sixth floor of somewhere in New York, I That's just you imagine a bunch of guys in a cape <laughs> and a hat and just like pulling yeah. rabbits out of each other's ears. <laughs> You're just yeah, thinking of lair, like, lair and role models. <laughs> they have like like don't, like it like what i was talking about before that's just like the magic shop like they'll just be like kids hanging out there, like 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 young magicians hanging out there but like if you go to these magic conventions which exist by the way uh like in vegas or they just had one in in, in england in blackpool like like you'll fi- like you'll find those guys like you'll literally find these 80 year old dudes who like spent their entire life pulling rabbits out of hats at these conventions and it's it's so funny to see like the difference like you have like these really like old school magicians then you have like these young like quick like car guys or like and you got like the mentalists or whatever so it's cool to like see like everybody in the same room kind of but um yeah that still exists unfortunately but it is a thing yeah so so, <laughs> so there's like an old school new like the same way in basketball like if steph curry was playing with guys from the 60s it would look like a totally different game but you yeah. can't really see that in basketball you're saying there's old school and new school magic and you could pick it up pretty quickly yeah, no, I'd say that, that it's just it, it is a little bit different because now it's just there's so many more there's so many more opportunities and so many more options like like the same way everything like technology develops and everything so you know things just get better like I think I think with magic it's just way better because the old style of magic is just like like that's why magic got popular it got popular because it, it got somewhat cool like it, it, it became like like you can do something with everyday objects instead of it being that guy who's on stage with like the leather pants or like, you know, with the tigers or like, it, it's not just that now it's like, Spenders. yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> now it's literally, you can take, you can take a, someone's phone, you can borrow someone's phone or borrow someone's money and do, do something with anything. It, it makes it cool. It takes it off the stage. So I think that's, that's yeah. also huge. I agree that, that it, I think it's cooler when it's not like a big spectacle. I, I do. Exactly. Agree with that. Exactly. Yeah. 
for it, sure. And that's what, that's why, you know, I kind of told you last time that I used to love uh, Chris Angel mind free. Cause he would just like, you know, do stuff like that off the streets. I feel like, I mean, obviously he had his, you know, moments yeah. where he like sat and fire for 10 minutes. But <laughs> I don't know if they actually did that. But, yeah, you know, no, the thing with Chris Angel is like my, my whole thing with my whole issue with Chris Angel actually, and I do respect him. <laughs> I think he's a really good magician. No, and, and his Vegas show, but I've never seen it, but what the reviews that I've heard from other magicians that his Vegas show is actually incredible. But um, the thing about Chris Angel is that, yeah, kind of what Brett was saying before about the production and everything. And like, you don't know what goes into that. Like, yeah, like you don't know if these people are actors or not. Like it's, it's so hard to tell, like, especially like, yeah, if you have, if he, if Chris Angel, if, if a sword goes through his body and he dies and comes back to life and like the people are just sitting there like, Oh, he like, oh my God. Like, yeah. like, yeah. Like, I don't know how, like how, you know, that's not cool. No, it's hard to tell <laughs> just like how genuine it is. It's just yeah. hard to tell. So, well, well, that's why Harry Houdini is my number one magician ever. Johnny, by the way, <laughs> have you looked him up since we, since we no, spoke about him last time? When you said not. that, yeah, no. dude, he's, he, <laughs> he like is the father of magic, at least in like a lot of people's eyes. Like he, was I the still one think it's the guy from Drake and Josh. <laughs> I don't even know who that is, but I, he's sure the old he, guy. And his name's like Henry Houdini in the show. He's like well, Josh, Josh Peck's friend. He's like, that's I don't know. obviously where it came from. He was <laughs> yeah. the first one doing, or I don't know if he's the first, but he was doing like straight jacket, like dunked in a river. I think he yeah. died. I think he died. Probably, he was magic. Jewish too. He was actually, yeah, he was yeah. Jewish. yeah, no, his, his dad, his dad was a rabbi. Actually. I think uh, uh, I did some research. Yeah. His dad was a rabbi and like he, he did his own thing. And like, he's actually, I think he's buried in a Jewish cemetery. Like, I think he's like, like legit like yeah. it's pretty cool yeah i do love that movie the four horse was it the four horseman or now, yeah, you, now see you see it? me now you see yeah. It? yeah good stuff good movie good stuff. actually as far as like usually like when they put magic in movies it's like yeah like you know like it's like ah oh, that could have been better or like that could have looked cooler but yeah. um they actually did a really good job with that movie that was a super super entertaining movie for sure Great cast, there's a couple so. good magic movies yeah what well, i'm trying to think magic what mike the prestige <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that's my nickname that's what they call me so <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a totally different magic show. That's like charge extra for that one. That's a different, <laughs> it's a different thing. But, uh, That's the bachelor party magic show that you put on. <laughs> yeah, no, they, um, what's that other movie? There's another, um, there's the prestige another movie. Yeah. The prestige. I, Thank you. I haven't seen it in like 15 years, but I know people love it. I guess. Yeah. Say, like if you go on IMDb, it's like in their top 20, which is crazy. Yeah. It, it's yeah. Just, really. yeah Hugh Jackman. And, um, I don't know who else is in it. Bale, but, uh, uh, where go go see it <laughs> yeah good movie. well shlomo i know we're kind of you know getting a little high on time here um obviously yeah. you know we, we could do this for for hours and hopefully we don't have to re-record for a third time <laughs> although we'll have to get you back on you know soon when you have you know new content and a bunch of new stuff you're yeah you're doing, i think we should film some content about. we should we'll, we'll film we should film some content like in person like and get to the next stuff. game even though yeah, they suck we'll go to game we'll, we'll film some stuff i'm down for that yeah for sure that'd be so fun i'll buy yeah. you the prime rib i don't know if you can eat the prime rib though We'll, we'll find some food, don't worry. We'll try that station that we were talking about last yeah. time. Yeah, the one where the line's always around the garden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I was just there the other night. It's crazy, that line. Uh, what is it, Lat? No. Uh, yeah. Is it Lat? And then, I don't know what it's, uh, which, I think it's Abigail's the restaurant. Okay, yeah. But then they'll do, like, they'll do, like, they'll also do, like, prayers there, like, and whatever. And, like, there's, like, 30 people just standing in the middle. And everyone's, like, also, like, when you're when you're praying, like, you can't. Like you can't, like you're, like you're just not supposed to move. Like you're supposed to stand in the same spot. Like during one of them, like during during one of the davening. So like when you're standing there, like there's people literally, like you have to make sure, like you're literally like out of the way because like people will like be like, yo, yo, dude, watch out. 
and like you're just like standing there praying and like you're literally like in the middle of the hallway and like people are just getting yeah. pissed at you and you're just like oh my god this is a disaster yeah. so yeah like i feel like there's always that insecurity of like we always try to like move all the way off to the side like somewhere in a corner like if you ever see a group of people just like standing in a corner like and being like what are they doing they're jews like that's okay <laughs> i don't know doing magic for mike trout <laughs> but you'll notice it now you'll notice, notice it, it like now. if you're in a random if you're at a sporting event you'll notice it you you'll yeah Literally. i've actually i've noticed that now that you say yeah. it. i have i have noticed that honestly. you know like well, what are they doing like why are they just standing there like yeah. like like going like this like <laughs> well, like like we said last time you're eventually going to be doing the halftime show at that's gonna happen. game so we're going to be in attendance for sure that night i'm going to guarantee that Hopefully right for now free. i'm yeah. guaranteeing that here on the locker room i will be doing a halftime at the next game at some point hopefully soon so and you're gonna make james dolan disappear (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean he hasn't caused too many issues lately so you can magically trade steph curry for uh yeah yeah listen they already missed him in the draft so or not missed him but they almost they were almost there that'd be so funny if you made james dolan disappear (laughs) i i think you're like where's where's dolan where is he it's like his security is like yeah that would be be hilarious or um, make leon rose appear because he doesn't yeah. make any appearance yeah he's hidden you're right that too well that'd be, that'd be a good one too johnny unless you have anything else um so like i said Shlomo, i know we're kind of you know going a little long here but you know a question we definitely love to ask our guests i know we already asked you once but um you probably had like a little you know a little more time to think about it now that we had to record a week later um and for you it, it hits a little more home too because you kind of got started at this age so if you can talk to your 15 year old self, what kind of advice would you give him? Yeah. So um, I think last time the answer that I gave was I would pretty much say the same thing. I think you're right though. I did have a little bit more time to think about it. Um, and I'll just add one or two more things, but um, I would say to myself that um, first of all, this is something don't stop. Cause this is something that's going to get you super far. So just, if you ever, if you ever think of quitting or stopping or don't, cause you'll this will pay off um and then also yeah i would just say like keep doing it keep at it like you know like enjoy and i said last time enjoy every moment where you're at so you know if it's if 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 that moment is that reaction of that day enjoy that and then just keep taking it every moment as you go and i'm appreciating every step of the way because there's going to be new achievements every step of the way meaning uh, you're going to do your first big show and that's going to be the coolest thing for you. But then from there, we'll just go higher and higher and higher and higher. And even where I'm at now, I know that it's going to go higher than that, but you know what? I'm sitting here appreciating, you know, like for you guys, like I'm saying, this is your biggest achievement having me on your podcast. So <laughs> that's why that's like, yeah. And then like, I'm sure you'll get better guests than me, but like you'll get Adam Sandler on here, but um, you know, for right now, like, obviously like I'm your most high, high profile. So nah, but, uh, but You're definitely uh, no, in our orthodox, orthodox hall of fame. That's for sure. That's all. Oh, there you go. See, <laughs> There, there you go. That's appreciating every moment. Like you're also um, in our most most times recorded in one week Hall of Fame. There you go. Yeah. So we've got two achievements. <laughs> two matters. Yeah, exactly. So um, uh, yeah, no, but for sure, just being able to appreciate each moment, but also realizing that you want to get to the next level or get yeah. further is that balance is, is is something that I think I would tell myself to just keep in mind, keep keep in mind, and keep an eye on. Um, it's so true and so cliche just to, like celebrate every little achievement like it, like if, if you never celebrate the little things you accomplish you're never you're never gonna be happy you know? right and i think that's what keeps you going as well i think that's that's yeah. that's the thing that keeps you going so um it's like in golf like you hit that one good shot 
per round. And that's why you come back to the course the next time. Like, just because, <laughs> Good just because of that one nice eight iron, like, I don't know if you guys <laughs> golf at all, but like, that's like every yeah, other shot is going to be terrible. But the one good one, that's why you come back. So it's actually so funny. I just want to tell a quick story that you said that because my dad, I made my, I made my dad go play golf with me this summer. My dad like didn't want to do it at all, and like his his first couple shots, he like you know like hit in the woods, just like had a terrible first hole. He was like, "Welcome to everyone so playing I, golf." Yeah, he's like, "This is why I don't play. I, I hate golf. This is why I don't come play." Next hole, he has like a he hits like a birdie. He's like, "This is so fun. Why don't we come more often?" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he's like exactly. teaching me about my swing on the third hole. He's like. Oh my God. Like uh, two minutes ago, you were like, I hate this. Get me home. And now all of a sudden you're teaching me how to be, be a golfer. Exactly. Uh, he listens to every episode. So he'll like that shit. Shout out. Right, we also, good, good. we didn't shout out Rami on this episode. I feel bad. Cause we gave Rami yeah. a nice shout out. Uh, no, it's good. Time. Now it's good. Cause he'll know where his shout out is. I'll be like, yeah, skip to the end. And yeah. you're there. And then go listen to any <laughs> of the interview. Go back. Listen to you know, I'll just tell him, I'll just tell him, I'll say, yeah, it's close to the beginning. So then just the whole thing. <laughs> that's actually good. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. That's pretty funny. But um, uh, before we let you go, Shlomo, do you want to plug anything that you're working on? Any new projects? Where yeah, to find so, you? Uh, first of all, um, I would just say go check out my social media because um, we talked a lot about my YouTube stuff and you know my TikTok and Instagram. So go check those out. It's all the same at Shlomo Levenger um, on all the platforms. So I just keep it easy for everybody. Um, if you want to check out my website, shlomolevenger.com. Um, yeah, go follow the TikTok, the Instagram. And then, uh, yeah, what am I working on? I'm working on, um, I have actually, it was supposed to be this week, got pushed off the next week. Um, but I'm going to be at WFAN filming stuff for them. Oh, yeah. Um, boomers off actually Wednesday through Friday. So it was supposed to be this week, but, um, it's going to end up being next week. Um, and then, um, also I got some stuff with some NHL players, hopefully coming up at some point soon with the predators, hopefully. And then, uh, also with the Blackhawks um so yeah just keep grinding keep 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 doing what i'm doing and uh guys i want you guys to look out for the content because there's gonna be some really cool stuff coming up and uh yeah and that's pretty much it right now so i'm excited and i'm excited for everyone to see it as well yeah well this was awesome we appreciate you coming on and listen you're doing awesome stuff i'm excited to watch you and you know watch you grow your career and and get bigger on social media and you know tackle all these new celebrities and just i'm excited you got a fan for life and uh you're I appreciate you know, it. You're a fan you. of- now you have two now you have two orthodox jewish friends so <laughs> there you go i also yeah. promise that i won't text you at 3 a.m when i'm watching your youtube video <laughs> no please do please do i i appreciate that yeah no yeah, I, it was so funny i was like i didn't even I, think about the time i was like, just like watching the video about the time it's 2 30 in the morning <laughs> i was up and i was like you know what i'm gonna turn slow most stuff on i watched like I three straight videos well, so <laughs> i just like didn't want to answer because you didn't want to like see no, i don't even remember but like i was i actually i think i actually i got some sleep that night but yeah i mean i've been out so you know, going out date nights and stuff and getting married nice. April 28th. So um, that's exciting. Yeah. Thank you. Are you having a magician? Uh, no. <laughs> um, I'm this not. guy I'm... sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, I, I like to, I like to be the guy. So like, I can't have someone else come. I respect that. Me. Yeah. <laughs> but I think um, I speak for all of us. We love you, dude. Like seriously. Nothing thank you. Mess. Thank you. I appreciate that. I love you guys too. You guys do a really good, really good job fun pod love coming on here and uh yeah we'll speak to you soon all right take care slow later all right
I really want to thank our friend Shlomo Levenger for coming on to tell so many incredible stories. And for those of you that want to hear more about his time with Alex Bregman and Mike Trout, check out his YouTube channel. The videos are like 25 to 30 minutes long. They're hilarious and very, very cool, especially if you're into magic. Shlomo's awesome, so we're really happy that he was able to hop on. I also want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Mindset Wellness CBD. Like we always talk about, they are the best CBD company in the game. I use the Happy Gummies and Calm Gummies pretty much on an everyday basis. So go to MindsetWellness.com and use code LACA20, L-A-T-K-E-20 for 20% off your order, plus free shipping, and check them out on their Instagram page, at Mindset Wellness CBD. That's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. we got another one coming for you next week. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed Shlomo.